Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver, let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. The Lone Ranger and Toto had ridden all night to reach Boomerang Canyon soon after daybreak. As they neared the canyon and the partly finished bridge that spanned it, they permitted their tired horses to move at a slow walk. We have plenty of time to examine the bridge before the men start to work. Uh-huh. With workmen around, we'd have to answer a lot of questions about my mask. The bridge seems to be coming along well, Toto. Uh, bridge means plenty to West. Trains go over bridge... Save plenty miles. The successful completion of the bridge means more than that. Mean more? Yes. In Washington, the Committee of Congress found that there's been a lot of graft in government contracts here in the West. A man named Hale was involved. Him, feller, who built Snake River Bridge. And several others. But four times what the cost should have been. Him go to jail? No, but he lost the contract for this job. Another engineer, John Connors, got the contract. Look like him do good job, Kimasabi. And at a great saving to the government. I'm glad to see the bridge so nearly finished. I thought Hale might make trouble for Connors, 
and lay the work so the bridge couldn't be finished by the time limit. You hear him? Who's over? Who? Who's your scout? Who, fella? Someone in the bottom of canyon need help. We're coming. One silver. Get him up, scout. Followed by Tonto, the Lone Ranger guided Silver down a steep and narrow trail to the floor of the canyon, then across the rocky ground to the side of a middle-aged man who lay beneath the bridge. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, steady, fellow. Get the canteen, fellow. Me get him. Lie still, we'll help you. Mask, my friend. Of all the people who might have ridden by and hurt my house for help, I have to get an outlaw. This mask marks me as an enemy of outlaws. I don't care what you are. You're a friend in need. Here, here, water. I don't need water. I need something for a busted leg. Dad, oh, rat the lucky. We of all people, now of all times, to get a busted leg. Some boards over there, Toto. Uh, we'll put splints on the leg, then get this man out of here. Uh-huh. I got a log house up above. There's a ladder over yonder. It goes to the top of the canyon. Yes, I see it. Someone's uh, coming down. Here, here's splints. Me tight, tight. Uh, let oh, me see who's here. coming just turning my head makes me hurt all over. Take it easy. Oh, that's Rance Kirk. He's my foreman. Your foreman? My name's Connors, John Connors. Oh, and you're in charge of this bridge. I sure am. Why else would I get up before dawn to come and look things over? Hey, you, Kirk! I shouldn't yell so. Mr. Connors, what, what happened to you? What's it look like? I fell, busted my leg. Lucky it wasn't my head. Some jughead left planks on the bridge without nailing them down. Compounded, Mr. Connors. I've tried to persuade you not to come here alone before anyone's around. You do it every day. I knew that sooner... You're masked. Mr. Connors made the same observation. Dad, Reddit Indian, you trying to kill me? Me, sorry. Must tie a splint plenty tight. That mask calls for an explanation. Explanation, my eye, Kirk. A friend in need don't have to explain a darn thing. Very well. What'll I do, Kirk? How in tarnation can we finish the bridge with me laid up? Ah, now don't worry about the bridge, Mr. Uh, I'll see that the work goes on. You got to finish your own time, Kirk. We just have to. We have to show the government it was all graft and swindling when they paid that skin flint hail his price for jobs like this. And you, you'll have to watch out for him. <laughs> You've been expecting trouble from him since we began this job. He won't try anything. Don't be so sure about that, Kirk. Oh, by golly, I half suspect he left that loose board where I'd fallen. Oh, nonsense. Hale's hundreds of miles from here. Uh, don't be sure about that either. But he is. I had word from a friend who saw him in Washington only two weeks ago. Uh, there you are, Connors. Oh. Now we can carry you up the ladder. Connors was taken to his home. Tonto remained with the injured man while the Lone Ranger rode to the nearest town in search of a doctor. Meanwhile, Rance Kirk supervised the men who worked on the bridge. It was mid-afternoon when Kirk sought the side of a tool shed where it was shady. When he saw a man approaching on horseback, he glanced furtively around to make sure none of the others were watching. Oh, oh there, oh, oh. Mr. Hale. You received my message, Kirk? Yes. Steve said a stranger handed it to him last night when he was in town. I recognized Steve in the description you gave me, but he didn't know who I was. I was surprised to learn that you come west. Isn't it a little dangerous to come here? Not unless Connors happens to see me. No one else knows me. Connors had an accident huh? this morning. Broke his leg. Good. That's the first favorable report I've had from you. 
In fact, I came here to learn why you hadn't done something. The bridge seems to be progressing too well. Don't worry. I told you it wouldn't be done on schedule. But at the present rate, it will be done on schedule. But I couldn't do anything until Connors was out of the way. I've been trying for weeks to make him have an accident. Well, he's out of the way now. And things will happen. Well, it better. If Connors does this job successfully at the low price he quoted, I'll be out of business. I'll never get another government contract as long as I live, or any other kind of contract. We'll see that the cost keeps mounting and that he doesn't finish on time. Oh, and look. Look, Steve is working on the donkey engine over there. Yeah, what of it? (laughs) He's using a very old cable. Should have been replaced. Now look at him. He's trying to lift too many timbers with it. If that cable snaps and those heavy timbers fall... Watch that! The cable... Better get over there, Hale. Go ahead, Kirk. I'm satisfied. Kirk! Kirk! The cable snapped! Kimmage is hurt! The bridge is a wreck! Hale, wearing a smug smile of satisfaction, rode away while Kirk hurried to the house where Connors lay on a bunk with Tonto sitting in a chair nearby. And that's how it happened, Mr. Connors. The cable was old, and Steve put too much weight on it. Why in thunder wasn't the new cable installed? Uh, Dead rabbit. Was anyone hurt? Timmons was down below. He he was killed. Boys are getting him out of the canyon right now. Carelessness. Downright carelessness. Same as it was careless to leave that loose board that threw me off the bridge. Well, I fired Skinny for that, Mr. Connors. I'll fire Steve for not putting on a new cable. What about the bridge? Uh, Smashed up pretty bad. How long will it take to repair the damage? At least two weeks. Two weeks? You take easy. Not try to get up. Uh, All right, Tony. See here, Kirk. We can't spend two weeks repairing that damage. We can't lose two days of progress on that bridge. I don't know what we can do about it. Do! We can get more help. Get more men on the job. Get them in to work longer hours. Work by lantern light if well, need I'll be. I'll see what we can do, Mr. Connors. And look up the Timmons family. See if we can do something for them. Right. Uh, doggone it all. This isn't the worst luck. Maybe mask friend have ID when him get here. Uh, that won't bring back Timmons' life. And it won't repair the damage to the bridge. Rance Kirk returned to the construction job, and Connors fumed and worried for the next half hour. Then the door opened. Well, came back. Didn't you expect me, Connors? Well, I figured that being a masked man, you wouldn't want to be around other men. I thought the story of going for a doctor was just a stall to get away. There's no doctor in the nearest town. Well, I don't need one. You and the engine have fixed me up first rate. Plenty of trouble while you're gone. Yes, I know about it. I saw the bridge damaged and went to look it over. Some of the men told me what happened. No excuse for accidents like that. You're sure it was an accident, Connors? Eh? What'd you ask? It would mean a lot to Hale if you couldn't complete your contract on time. Yes, it sure would. But I don't see how Hale could have a hand in what's happened. Connors, I'm not sure your foreman can be trusted. What's that? Kirk! I heard what you said, mister. So I can't be trusted. Well, take it easy, Kirk. Listen, Mr. Connors. This masked man's been snooping around asking questions. I wasn't snooping, but I did ask questions. You're here to make trouble. Matter, Kirk. 
You afraid I'll learn something? This job's none of your business. It's a government job, Kirk. That makes it the business of any citizen. If you think... Hey, you're Kirk! Gonna... This man's already proved himself a friend. Friend? Nothing. He's trying to stir up trouble. For all we know, he might be working for Hale. I examined that worn cable, Kirk. Should have been replaced. If it had been, the bridge wouldn't be wrecked. And Timmons would be alive. After all, Kirk, you've been in charge of equipment. If the cable needed replacing, you oh, should have... Oh, well, I, I, I can't do everything. Besides, that cable would have held if Steve hadn't put too much load on it. You fired Steve, didn't you? Sure I did. I paid him off and fired him. Same with the fool who left the loose plank on the bridge. Yes, I know. I met them both on my way from town. They were going to town to have a big evening. Tonight, they might feel expensive, willing to talk. What are you getting at? It might be a good idea to question both of them. Maybe Hale hired them to make trouble on the job. If, if I thought that's what happened, it... Kirk... Did you give those two a gone over? I bawled them out plenty. If you say so, Mr. Connors, I'll go to town tonight and question them. But this mess, man... Uh, it might be better if someone else asks the question. You mean I can't be trusted? Can you? That's more than I'll take. I'll show you. Oh, you missed. Uh, stop. I'll get you. Please stop. Keep out of the tunnel. This will teach you. Oh, Mr. Gannon, that's enough. No. Oh, oh. Sure nailed him. Now stop it. You get up, Kirk. You want some more? Just swing again. Uh, I'll get you, Mister. No man knocks me down and gets away with it. I'll get you. You just wait and see. Sorry about that, Connors. Well, Mister, you've made yourself an enemy. Kirk will try to square things with you. And. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. Oh? You, uh, you made some pretty pointed remarks. I did it to stir things up. You see, Connors, when Kirk said Hale was in Washington, he lied. What? Yes. On my way back from town, I met Steve and Skinny coming from this job. And I saw someone else heading from here to town. I saw Hale... The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. After Kirk had left the home of John Connors, the injured contractor looked dubiously at his two visitors, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Doggone, I don't know what to think. You talk like a man who's on the square, but you're as much as saying Kirk is working for hell. If he is, Connors, you want to know it, don't you? Of course I do. But he's always been a good man. It's 
Hard to believe he'd work against me. Connors, I stirred things up to see what Kirk would do. If Kirk's working for Hale and told Steve to break the cable and drop those timbers to smash the bridge, Kirk will do his best to see that Steve doesn't talk. I've got to know the truth about Ranch Kirk. In that case, Toto, you come with me. We're going into town. Uh On the way to town, the Lone Ranger outlined a plan to Toto. It involved the use of a disguise and called for daring of the highest order. At one point in the masked man's plan, Toto drew rein sharply. What's the matter, Toto? You say you go in disguise to cafe, pick fight with Steve and Skinny? If we're lucky enough to find them together. Uh, Not good. Me not like. Both feller wear gun low. Both ready to shoot. I've faced men like that before. Maybe you outdraw one, other shoot you. <laughs> I think I can handle the situation, Tonto. In any case, I'm going to try, unless you have a better plan. Uh, not like. As long as you've picked this place to stop, I'll get into the disguise. Easy, steady, big fella. Then I'll go on to town and wait until I hear from you. Uh, easy, scout. I'll locate Steve and Skinny while you watch for Rance Kirk. Let me know where he is and what he's doing. In the shelter of a dense stand of underbrush beside the trail, the Lone Ranger removed his mask and his familiar clothing and put on shabby clothes that he carried in a saddlebag. He smeared his face and hands with dirt, and when he was finished, he looked like a vagrant laborer who had been long unemployed. Uh, I guess that'll do. Guns, gun belt, look too good. I'll leave the gun belt with my other gear on Silver's back. I take Silver with you. You go town without gun, Kimasabi? It'll be better that way. Ah, uh, plenty dangerous. Me not like it. I'll go the rest of the way on foot. See you later, Tonto. Ah, uh, plenty dangerous. While Tonto rode to locate and watch Rance Kirk, the Lone Ranger walked into town dressed in old, well-worn clothing. He lounged near the front porch of the cafe. Though he seemed to be dozing, he was actually alert and watching everyone who entered the building. It was early evening when he saw Steve and Skinny go through the batwing doors. A few minutes later, Tonto came by. The Indian didn't look at the Lone Ranger, but as he rode past, he dropped a piece of paper folded small. The Lone Ranger picked up the paper and read the message. Rance Kirk has left the construction camp and is on his way to town. (laughs) That's what I hoped he'd do. The Lone Ranger crumpled the message and put it into his pocket, then sauntered into the cafe. It took but a moment to locate Steve and Skinny, who were sitting at a table in the corner. Steve was slumped down in his chair with his feet stuck far out into the aisle. The Lone Ranger paused and looked down belligerently. Trying to trip me? Pull in your foot before I step down and break your ankle. Who are you talking to? You. Well, you're talking too big. Oh? Why don't you try to shut me up? I uh, see here, mister. If you're looking for trouble... Sit down, Skinny. Hey, keep your paws off, my friend. That goes for you, too. Sit down, unless you want to start trouble. You? you can't push us around like this. Think you're big enough to stop me? Yeah. Hold it. Let go my arm. And let you pull a gun on me? Oh, not a chance. You've already killed one man today. What's that? I mean the man who's dead because you were too lazy to change the cable on your engine. You're asking for trouble. Well, you'll get it. Hey, kids! Yes, don't start anything. The sheriff will throw you in jail if you start a scrap. I'll show you. I told you to stay out of this. Do not my friend down. Oh, do you feel slighted? Here's one for you. I'll fix you. Credit, credit, credit. Sheriff, come in. Stop the fight. I'll teach you to knock us around. Bring on the lesson. Hey, get a hold of this. Stop it. Stop 
I tell you? Get a man. We're under arrest for disturbing the peace. The sheriff rushed forward, followed by three deputies. That'll do. Bring it up now. Stop your fight. Here, grab these critters. Stop around. I'll break your skull. That man's shot at it, Sheriff. That was a stranger. He stopped. Quiet. Shut up now. I'm jailing all three of you for disturbing the peace. Uh, look here. Put handcuffs on them, boys. We'll lock them up. Get away. Get away. The first part of the Lone Ranger's plan had worked out satisfactorily. He had accurately judged that the sheriff would jail all participants in a cafe brawl. With Stephen Skinny, he was taken to the cell that adjoined the sheriff's office. Sheriff, listen, why can't we pay a fine and get out? We got cash. Have to wait till morning when you face the judge. He'll fix your fine. Hope you sleep well. Fine thing. You're to blame for this. You started the round of cafe. I admit it. Jail's a good place for you and Skinny. What's that? I went to Boomerang Canyon to see if I could help on the bridge. I learned of two, well, uh, accidents. What about those accidents? A man known as the Lone Ranger was asking questions. What? Lone Ranger? Hey. What's he asking questions for? He suspected that you, Skinny, left loose planks on purpose in the hope that Connors would fall. Well, oh, that's And a he lot. suspected that you, Steve, intentionally overloaded a worn cable. Why should I do anything like that? Oh, I don't know why you'd do it, Steve. Unless someone paid you a good price. Incidentally, you showed the sheriff a big roll of money when you wanted to pay a fine. Did you earn it all on the donkey engine? Say here, mister. You'd better let me go on. Yeah, go on. What else did the Lone Ranger do? He told Connors and Kirk that he intended to talk to you and Skinny and find out whether you two caused those accidents. Well, he needn't think I'll talk to him. Not a chance. Uh, Kirk himself is coming here to talk to you, as well as the Lone Ranger. Why is Kirk coming to see us? Well, of course, when that cable broke, a man was killed. If it was intentional on your part, Steve, it was murder. It wasn't. If Kirk paid you, of course, he's as much to blame as you are. Now, he, he wouldn't care to hang for murder. He'll try to make sure you don't squeal when the Lone Ranger questions you. Who said anything about Kirk paying me to snap that cable? Oh, no one said anything to me about it. And why you... While you're here in jail, Kirk can't get at you to see that you don't squeal. Why are you so interested in me and Skinny? <laughs> because I don't like Rance Kirk. I don't want to see him get away with murder. With murder? What do you mean? Your murder, Steve. What? Yes, yours and Skinny's. A bullet would be the cheapest and surest way to keep you from telling the Lone Ranger all you know. The Lone Ranger had given Steve and Skinny food for thought. In the meantime, Rance Kirk had reached the town. He soon learned of the arrest of Steve and Skinny, then went to the hotel where Hale stayed under an assumed name. He told about the Lone Ranger. Then... And I thought I'd better tell Stephen Skinny to clear out of town before that masked man could question him. You say they're in jail? That's what I came to you for. I'll need some cash. Yeah, what for? I've got to persuade the judge to handle the case tonight. Now, if I, uh, I make a contribution to the town, you'll set a fine tonight instead of waiting for court in the morning. Then I'll pay the fine and get those two released. Will they leave town? They will if I pay them something extra. Hale provided cash. Kirk took it to the home of Judge Blair, who was persuaded by a contribution to the school building fund to send for the sheriff, hear details of the disturbance of the peace, and fix a fine which Kirk paid. It was half an hour later when the sheriff entered his office and turned up an oil lamp which had been burning low. 
He took a key from his pocket and approached the door with the iron bars. I'm letting you out. You're free to go. How's that? Your friend fixed things with a judge. Are the three of us to be released? Yep. Judge said I might as well let you go, too. Save the cost of feeding you. I'm indebted to someone. Who is it? You can thank Rance Kirk for being free. Rance Kirk, huh? Well, go on into my office. Where is Kirk? I don't know. Your guns and other properties there on my desk. He wouldn't be hiding between the buildings across the road, would he? How would I know? Now get out of here so I can close my office. Go ahead, Skinny. You first. I, uh, I, you go first. Oh, no, thanks. In the darkness, we uh, look something alike. Uh, Steve, you go first. What in tarnation ails you critters? You afraid to walk through that front door? Go on, Skinny. You heard him, Skinny. Go ahead. It's dark outside. You'll be all right if uh, if you get through the door. I, I think someone's between those buildings. What are you scared of? He's not used to having people pay fines for him. Get going. Hurry up, Skinny. Hey! Who fired? He's there. He's waiting to kill us. Who is? Don't open the door, Sheriff. Don't do it. Kirk's waiting to kill us. That's why he paid our fine. What's that? I won't let Kirk shoot me. I'll see him hang for trying to kill me. It's him and Steve that caused Timmons' death. You fool, shut up. I won't shut up. You snapped that cable. I just left loose planks. I'll shut you up. Steve was wild with rage when he grabbed his gun from the table and swung it towards Skinny. Put down that gun. The Lone Ranger leaped forward and shot out a fist. Good work. You got him just in time. He'll be unconscious for a few minutes. He was going to shoot me. They all want to kill me. Sheriff, listen to me. I admit leaving those plans. What are you talking about? I, I didn't have a hand in Tim's death. That was Steve and Kirk paid him. Now Kirk's waiting to kill me so I can't tell about him and how he paid him. slow down and talk, uh, Listen, Sheriff. Uh, listen carefully, Sheriff. When he's through talking, I'll call in a friend who can tell you where to find the men you want. The Lone Ranger left the office while Skinny talked at length. A few minutes later, Toto entered. What do you want, Injun? Talk fast now. I've got lots to do. Me bring message. Kirk in hotel. What? Room 25. Him there with feller named Hale. Doggone. How'd you know I wanted that information? Feller who send message, tell me wait outside till Skinny finish. I'll get deputies and take care of things as soon as I put these two back behind the bars. It was the following morning when the sheriff called on Connors and told of the arrests he had made. On the strength of what Skinny said in his signed statement, we've got enough to hang Stephen Kirk, and maybe Hale as well. Good work, Sheriff, good work. With Hale out of the way, I'll not have to worry too much about finishing the bridge on time. You know, Connors, the curious thing is this. Uh, Kirk didn't fire the shot that made Skinny talk. He didn't have any intention of killing Stephen Skinny. No? No, he was waiting in the hotel. He was going to give those critters cash to leave town. Who did fire the shot from across the street? The Indian. He was working with the mask man who started the cafe brawl. It was all a plan to make the truth come out. And who started the cafe brawl? (laughs) He let me know who he is by leaving a silver bullet on my desk. That fellow is the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.